Hello and welcome to episode 111 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Hello, my name's Ian Anson Gray, and in this episode of the Confident Live Marketing Show, I'm talking about do I have ADHD? We're going to be talking about what I think about this, my epiphany moment that I had recently, and some of my hacks on that have helped me over the years when I may have had ADHD. Anyway, let's get on with the show. But first... Looks like it's time for something completely nutty. Uh, excuse me, is uh, this the Entrepreneur Megastore? It certainly is. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Megastore. How can I help you? Well, to be quite honest, I can't remember why I'm here. I've forgotten the keys. I forgot my wallet. I don't know where my phone is. I'm supposed to be phoning somebody. I think I've got a meeting on Zoom now. I'm getting overwhelmed with monitoring all my social media accounts. Oh no, what can I do? Well, never fear. We've got exactly the right package for you. Let's sing a song about it. Do we have to? Of course we do. Disorganized, I said, young man, does your brain feel all fried? I said, young man, are you an entrepreneur? There's no need to be unhappy, young man, you're distracted sometimes. I said, young man, do you procrastinate? Have you, young man, got a live streaming show? You can level up. Well, a big shout out to Hit Tracks MIDI, which I used for that song. It's obviously YMCA, the YMCA backing track produced by Hit Tracks MIDI at midi.com.au. Let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Helping you level up your impact, authority, and profits through the power of confident live video. Optimize your mindset and communication and increase your confidence in front of the camera. Get confident with the tech and gear. And get confident with the content, content and marketing. marketing. Together, we can go live! Well, hello, it's Ian Anson Gray here for episode 111, that's 111 of the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. This is the show, of course, that helps you level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. Now, I'm excited about today's show because I'm going to be really honest, transparent. I want to share with you today the question really, do I have ADHD? Do you have ADHD? Do you know anyone who has ADHD? So we're going to be talking about lots of things to do with that. I'm going to be sharing what my epiphany moment has been, what I've learned over the years. So a little bit more about that in a bit. Just to let you know, this is of course a live show. We go live every Tuesday and Thursday. I use uh, Restream and Ecamm Live, which are an amazing couple of tools tools that I use together. Uh, Restream is amazing because it allows me to broadcast to so many different networks and highlight all those comments from all those different places. So thank you very much, Restream. The show notes for this episode when it's out as a podcast will be at iag.me forward slash 111. <laughs> and if you're listening to the podcast or watching the replay and you've missed out on the live show, don't worry. If you want to be notified for next time, just go to confident.live forward slash subscribe. Well, today's show, and I can see the comments coming through, so keep those comments coming. Let me know where in the world you're watching from. We're talking about ADHD today, so let me know your thoughts on this subject. So I mentioned a little bit about Restream, who also sponsor this show. I love Restream because it allows me to broadcast to all these different destinations using a tool like I use 
Ecamm Live. You can use OBS Studio. There's also Restream Studio, which allows you to broadcast directly from your browser. You can have up to nine guests on your show. You can highlight comments. It is amazing. So definitely check out Restream. The Confident Live Marketing Podcast is proudly sponsored by Restream. Restream is the complete multi-streaming suite for entrepreneurs. It's the easiest way to broadcast live to over 30 destinations at the same time, including Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitch, and so much more. Restream Studio makes it so simple to stream directly from your browser. Bring in guests and add your branding, videos, and graphics, and view and highlight comments from your destinations all at the click of a button. Take Restream for a test drive and get your first month completely free at iag.me forward slash Restream. You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Well, thank you, Restream. Remember to you get that first month free. There is a free plan with Restream, but with that link at iag.me forward slash Restream, you'll get the first month free. So do check that out. Okay, so let's see who we've got in the house. Uh, as I said before, we have uh, Derry Jones watching from Wales. We've got Melissa. Also got Scott Ayres, if he's still here, and he's tagged in Brian Fanzo. Yeah, Brian Fanzo has definitely been somebody who's been an inspiration to me. He's very, very open and honest about having ADHD and talking about the pros and the cons of that. So thank you, Scott, for that. We've got the amazing Tim Sorn watching from across the pond. Shout out across the pond and the ocean and the trees and the hills and the mountains and the lakes and the rivers and the fishes and the sea. Great to see you, Tim. Hope you're doing really well. So yeah, let's let's get on with the show. So I want to talk about ADHD because I had I had an epiphany moment and it was last Saturday, I think. So not the Saturday, just being the Saturday before that, which I'm going to share with you. Now, before we get on with the main subject, I want to just make a few important statements. First of all, I'm not going to be talking about any medical treatment today. I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. I'm not an expert. I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist. I'm basically just going to be sharing my thoughts and experiences in today's show. So, and I'd love to know from you if you're watching live or of course, if you're listening to the podcast, just let me know. Now you can have actual ADHD. You can be diagnosed with ADHD or you could have ADHD-like symptoms. So you might not be technically ADHD. There are differences between that, but I hope this episode is going to be helpful no matter what boat you're in or whether you know somebody who has ADHD. So people with ADHD are thought to have like different types of brains, different brain functions. Now, I've not been diagnosed with ADHD, so I'm not going to be talking about diagnosis. We can maybe talk about that a little bit towards the, at the end. So Tim Son is paging Brian Shulman great. And but I love this from Tim. He says, but you are a doctor of live streaming. <laughs> Ducky. I don't know about that. Do you know, I actually did think about doing a PhD. My my wife is a doctor. She's a PhD in music. And I don't know, I, I thought about doing a PhD for about 10 seconds. And then I thought, do you know what? No, <laughs> I'd already done how many years? I'd done, uh, yeah, six years as a student. That's enough for me. So why am I talking about ADHD? Well, first of all, one of the themes of this show is mindset. And I know that a lot of entrepreneurs do have ADHD or have ADHD-like symptoms. And so many of us over the past year have been stuck inside. We've been in front of the computer all the time. And although they might not have ADHD, there are ADHD-like symptoms. And I had this epiphany moment when I realized that I had all these things that I'd potentially, that I'd been struggling with over the years could be due to having ADHD stroke ADD. Now, what is ADHD or ADD? And what, we'll talk about the differences between the, those two things in a bit. Well, first of all, it's I think it's commonly thought of as a condition that's only in children, in kids, but it does affect adults too. Now, there were two words that I don't need to find out about recently. There's neurodiverse and neurotypical. And those are ways to describe our brains. So if you're neurotypical, that's kind of, I suppose you could say the normal brain. That's the way that in the majority of people are. Neurodiverse is just a way of describing our brains that work slightly differently. And ADHD is, I suppose, is, a, an, is part of that neurodiverse 
kind of thing. So there's a lot of debate about what is ADHD and what causes it. There are a number of different ways of looking at it. Now, from my research the, the, the probably the, the way that doctors would look at this would be on a biological way. So this is, you know, actually scanning the brain using an MRI scan has actually shown that brain functions, the brain functions differently in someone with ADHD. So for example, children with ADHD apparently show a delay of about three years in the part of the brain that is involved with thinking and paying attention and planning. That's really interesting. Also interesting that if I look at my school reports, a lot of them said Ian gets distracted, is easily distracted. Now, apparently, delays in the maturation of the outermost layer of the brain, this is known as the cortex. I've, I've done my research, guys, okay? Um, <laughs> and some abnormal growth of this. This is, this is, this is really allows that structure. This is important between, for the communication between the two halves of the brain. And so, it's it with people who have ADHD. There's it's more difficult for those signals to go between those two parts of the brain. So that's that is really interesting. Now, also the other thing that's interesting is there are some hereditary causes of ADHD. So if your mom or your dad or somebody in your family has ADHD, there's a you know there's a fair fair likelihood that you or somebody in your family will have it. You know it is it is. Um, it is transmitted through your through DNA. So that's an interesting thing. Research has shown that ADHD can run in families. And then the other the other aspect of this is environmental causes. So apparently some research has been done that uh, smoking or taking drugs during pregnancy can increase the risk of a child developing ADHD. And apparently also exposure to lead. That's another interesting one. And apparently this is this is really interesting because I'm I'm looking into this in more detail. What happens in your gut, the bacteria in your gut plays an important role in mental health disorders such as ADHD. Um, so what we eat and, and the health of our gut is also in something really interesting. So that's that's just a very brief thing about ADHD. We've got somebody watching in a group. It's saying, saying hey, hey, I can't see who you are, unfortunately, because Facebook is hiding your name. But great to see you. And Melissa is saying uh, definitely attention and focusing. And Dewey is saying, do you have short term memory problems? Yes, I do. Yeah, we're going to go on to those in a minute. So now this next bit is what that has helped me really understand ADHD a little bit more from my point of view, because there are three themes to ADHD. There's, so I'd be interested to know if you identify with any of these things, it could be inattention. So this is getting distracted, having poor concentration and poor organizational skills. So that's inattention. The next one is impulsivity. So this could be interrupting and taking risks. And the final one is hyperactivity, never seeming to like slow down, you're talking and fidgeting, difficulties staying on task. So those are the three, inattention, impulsivity, and hyperactivity. And that brings me on to uh, the three different types of ADHD. So the first one is combined type. This is probably the, the most common type of ADHD. Apparently 60% of adults with ADHD have combined types. So this is characterized by impulsive and hyperactive behaviors, as well as in inattention and distractibility. The next one is impulsive or hyperaction, I can't even say it, impulsive and hyperactive type. So that is purely just being hyperactive. That is 7% of adults uh, with ADHD have that. And then finally, inattentive and distractible type or inattentive type is what's really called. This is commonly and historically, this is the ADD thing. And apparently 33% of adults with ADHD have that. And it's that final type that is the one that I think that I have. And I always thought, you know, if you had ADHD, you'd have to be hyperactive. Well, I, I used to be as a kid, but I'm not, I don't really have any issues with hyperactivity most of the time. So, oh, it's Bradley is here. Great to see you, Bradley. Awesome to see you. Hope you're doing really well. So let's talk about some common misconceptions. And I'd be interested to know what you think about these things. First of all, I think one of the, the biggest misconception here, and I think this probably affected me in thinking that I didn't have ADHD. First of all, people think it only affects children. 
apparently 5 to 11% of American children have ADHD. Whereas it's 2.8 to 4.4% adults for adults. Now, I, I did a bit of research there and it was kind of in between that. So yeah, lower, there's a lower percentage of adults have ADHD, but it's still, it's still there. It's only a little bit lower than kids. And from, from my research, some kids do, and a lot of kids do grow out of ADHD as they grow up, but not all do. Now, some people think it's due to not being intelligent. I mean, that's... I, I haven't seen that very often, but it's got nothing to do with intelligence. ADHD, you can be uh, not very intelligent, you can be very intelligent, Doesn't it's the same thing. People think it's only about hyperactivity. And as I said, there are three types of ADHD, so it's not just, you don't have to be hyperactive. Um, it used to be called ADD. Some people think it only affects boys. Girls, women get ADHD. It's, it's really sad, actually, that a lot of women don't, don't get diagnosed. They don't really realize they have ADHD until they're a lot older. So that is a big problem for, for women in particular. Some people think it's due to laziness. Um, so you, if you were called lazy, uh, maybe actually you had ADHD. And, and some people think that ADHD, if you have ADHD, you can never focus on anything. Your mind is all over the place. But actually, many people with ADHD are able to hyper-focus and focus on one thing solidly for a big length of time. That's definitely been the case for me. I sometimes will get just totally focused on something and I find it very difficult if I get interrupted. Uh, I can see that Melissa says, uh, not being diagnosed, I was a shy teenager. Yeah, I, I was quite shy. And a lot of, I think a lot of people with ADHD did suffer from sh uh, shyness. And I'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, <laughs> I'm laughing at this next comment. Derry says, how many jobs half done do you have? Oh my goodness. Now, when I was uh, a student, I was I worked at a music shop in Manchester. I was the digital piano expert, and I did, I was really good actually. I was I was actually the top salesman, even though I was part time. I actually sold more stuff than everyone else who was full time. But I was called half a job Ian when I was working there because I would start something and get distracted and then work on something else. So yes, um, half a job Ian. That's what I used to be. I'm not anymore. I try not to be. A little bit more about my epiphany moment. You know, so I'm, I'm 45. I'm going to be 46 later this year. So in, in many ways, I'm quite old to be thinking about whether I've got ADHD. Why is it taking me so long? Interestingly, I've spoken to quite a few people since who have been, uh, who, who have only found out in their 40s, 50s, and even 60s that they've got ADHD. Well, it was a couple of Saturdays that I started to realize that some of the traits that I have could be attributed to having ADHD. And it was the realization that you don't have to be hyperactive. I discovered this inattentive ADHD. I started looking into it. Now, interestingly, my wife, Helen, has known for quite a few years, she says, that I have ADHD. She's pretty sure that that's been the case, but I don't think I was willing to listen to her. But then I started to make a list of things, a list of traits that I have struggled with over the years. And so I would love to know from you whether you, any of these things you identify with. These things are not things that I necessarily attributed to ADHD, but uh, these are things that I've struggled with. So these are kind of weaknesses, but they can also be strengths. So uh, I used to constantly forget things. I lose things like keys, phones, and homework, and all that kind of stuff. I know that Derry said this about poor uh, short-term memory. Long-term memory is not that great either, but particularly short-term memory. This is a biggie, a massive resistance to doing certain hard work or work that I'm not interested in. Massive procrastination. As a kid, I really struggled to practice my musical instruments. Um, so yeah, that was a massive thing, resistance. And interestingly, I had uh, somebody on my show to talk about mindset and I asked the question, you know, does, does everyone have different levels of procrastination and resistance? And I think they do. I think they do. I think some people don't have so much of a resistance to doing certain hard work. So for example, writing big blog posts. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I have a lot of resistance to that sometimes. I find loud noises when I'm trying to focus on something really painful. So it could be the kids, it could be some noise, distract, you know, distracting sounds around me. And so I, I've actually had to um, invest in these things in, in some headphones that have really helped me. 
I get really distracted when there are too many conversations or noises or other stimuli going around. So if I'm uh, trying to concentrate on a conversation, there's lots of music or noise in the background. I, I really struggle to concentrate on those things. I can't really work with music in the background either. Uh, it might be because I'm a musician, but I need something that doesn't change too often. Something like Brain FM, which is this great service that you can listen to. It plays you this constant music that helps you focus. That has been amazing. That actually helps aid your concentration. Again, about procrastination, it, unless I have a deadline, I will find it very difficult to do certain tasks. So I've had to kind of put, you know, put into place these deadlines. Sometimes I'll have this kind of brain fog, although this could be due to maybe having this uh, kind of residue of having chronic fatigue, chronic fatigue syndrome in the early 2000s. But I, apparently that can also be a bit of an ADHD trait. I get overloaded if there's too many things going on. This is a biggie. Social media, if there are too many messages and mentions, and I, I find it very overwhelming to reply to messages because I want to think about, uh, I want to give some thought to, to replying to a message. So if somebody sends, sends me a Facebook message or a WhatsApp message, I don't want to necessarily reply straight away. I want to give it some thought. But the problem with that is if I then don't do it then, I will then forget and then come back. So... Oh, I, and then I have a lot of guilt about that. I used to be really late turning up for things, but interestingly, I've become almost the opposite. I, I now turn up really stupidly early so that I can make sure that I do t t you know, turn up on time. So for example, if I go go to the airport, I'll, I'll like arrive at the airport three to four hours before <laughs> the flight's supposed to turn up, to turn off, take off, I mean. Other thing, this is this is an interesting one. Some people can think very clearly, they can have an inner dialogue and they can think through things. But I often need to think aloud or speak aloud what I'm thinking or speak to somebody else to help me understand what's going on. Again, that's a bit of an ADHD trait. So talking with other people, although I'm an introvert, I do need to speak to other people to kind of help uh, tease out what I'm thinking and what I'm focusing on. I used to be, well, I still am pretty disorganized when it comes to my office. And yeah, it is a bit of a mess, I have to say. So that is something I've really had to work on. In the past, I really suffered from anxiety. I went through depression. I've suffered through uh, low self-esteem and uh, yes, almost self-loathing because I had so much guilt as a child and as an adult because I would procrastinate and, and I would do things, just really struggle over some of these things. I used to, and still can if I'm not too careful, make rash decisions, like go out and buy something without thinking. It was that kind of dopamine hit that I wanted to buy something new and exciting. Sometimes I'm great at starting projects, but not then not great at finishing them. Sometimes I get impatient and frustrating and get hyper-focused. I've been a bit of a gamification or a gratification junkie in the past. Not a great, not I don't really have a great concept of time. So sometimes it will take me a... I have no idea how long something will take. So for example, writing a, a talk for a speech or a presentation, that will take me so much longer than I think it will do at the beginning. I love the idea of having goals, but I don't always think about those. I love the idea of having a schedule and putting it all on the calendar, but that is not doesn't always come naturally. I tend to be an overthinker. I'm a recovering perfectionist and I'm not that great at managing money. So I'm really thankful for my accountant. So that all sounds really negative stuff. And yeah, sorry if it all sounds so negative, but I think that's really important. That was really important for me to list all of those things down. Now I've got lots of strengths and I've developed over the years working out what my strengths are. And some of those things that I've mentioned, those negative things are also positive things as well. So for example, I'm an overthinker. Well, you could say I'm a deep thinker. I'm, I, I hyper-focus on things. I get distracted. Those aren't always bad things. If I get distracted, sometimes it's new and exciting. And the reason I'm standing here today talking about live video is because I got distracted and I went down the path of looking at live video. So sometimes it's not a negative thing, but I needed to go through those things to understand myself. And when I did that, when I went through all of those things and I started to do my research, I realized that every single one of those traits is an ADHD trait, an ADHD trait, or certainly an inattentive ADHD or ADD trait. 
Now, as I said before, I've not been diagnosed. So I, I don't know for definite that I've got this, but doing all those things just released so much guilt from me that maybe all these struggles that I've had are for a reason. And I want to talk to you about some of those things. You know, first of all, make sure that you know your strengths and your weaknesses. Weaknesses are really important because often the flip side of those weakness weaknesses are your strengths. There's a great book that I've recommended before on this show. It's called Strength Finders, Strength Finder 2. And the reason you buy the book is to do this uh, questionnaire, which will let you know what your strengths are, your top five strengths. That was absolutely important, vital for, for me, and I definitely recommend that you do that too. So know your strengths, know your weaknesses, and know the differences between good guilt and bad guilt. And you need to ditch the bad guilt. So if we do something wrong, if we hurt somebody, if I was to punch somebody in the face or say something really nasty or, I don't know, do you just mess up and do something really, really bad and stupid. Look, we're all human. We will hopefully, if you are an empathetic human being, feel guilty. That is good guilt. I think that's important to feel that guilt so that you can do something about it, so that you can kind of turn around, you can repent, you can apologize and sort yourself out. But bad guilt is when you have dealt with an issue or you have an issue with something about yourself that is not your fault and you're, you're, giving yourself, you're putting yourself through a guilt, guilt trip. Now, that is bad guilt because it can be a cycle of grief. It can cycle through things, make you feel worse and worse and worse. And if you suffer from ADHD, you may have gone into that cycle of grief. It's been a massive issue for me in the past. The last two or three years have been amazing. I've, I've slowly been able to ditch that bad guilt. It, I don't always do it. But through my mindset journey, through actually doing these live videos, I've really, really, that's really, really helped. So ditch that bad guilt. So important. Know the difference. Guilt is not always bad. Sometimes it's good. It's kind of like pain is not always bad. If you touch something that's really, really hot, you'll feel that pain. Well, it's there to stop you from touching that again. That's good guilt. But there is bad guilt that we can keep on, you know, self, it's almost a form of self-harm and self-flagellation there. Michelle is here. Great to see you, Michelle. Love, uh, love to see you here. You're saying, I love it. We are all human. And it's so good to gain self-awareness. Absolutely. And you are a genius at a lot of things. Thank you. We, we, all, we, we need to work out what our zone of genius is. That's another book by Gay Hendricks. It's The Big Leap. Really good book. Working out what your strengths are, what your zone of excellence is and what your zone of genius. And yes, ditch the bad guilt. So, so true. I've, I've mentioned that these are my hacks, by the way. Work out what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. Know the difference between good guilt and bad guilt and ditch that bad guilt. The next thing is to create a personal manifesto. And this is from a, this, this idea came from a friend of mine, Jeff C. He's been on the show before. I love this idea because this is a list of things that you want uh, that are really, really important for you. So it could be, you could spread this out. You could split it up into like family and work and just stuff that you do for fun. What, what are the most important things in your life? You know, it might be, for example, I know that on a Thursday, I go live at 5 p.m. in the UK, but I want to be free between three and four because my daughter comes home, my son comes home from school. And I want to spend some time with them. That's really, really important. So having those times so that you know why you're doing things is so, so important. So a personal manifesto. I'm going to talk about that in much more detail in the future. I might even see if I can get Jeff on the show because that's made a, a big impact on me. Next thing is to create a nice words file. I think this is going back to the guilt and thinking, focusing too much on the weaknesses. I used to think that, you know, I, I was no good. I wasn't very good. I would compare myself to others. 
until I create, started to create this nice words file. So when somebody said something really nice, I would put it down in my nice words file. You can call it something different if you like. But that's been really important for me to actually go through that and think, actually, do you know what? What I'm thinking about myself is not true. That's a lie. I, I need to believe the nice words file as well. Now, the next thing has been so, so important for me, and that is creating or building a team and learn to delegate your tasks. So there are things, if you have ADHD or ADHD-like symptoms, then there will be lots of things that you're you're struggling with. You might procrastinate. You might not be very good at blogging or uh, organizing your email or your calendar. Well, why not get somebody, delegate that task to an assistant, a virtual assistant who can organize you. And that's been amazing. Tonya, my assistant, has been amazing at helping me be much more organized. And she's very good at giving a kick at the bum or a reminder, in a nice way, of course, as Tonya always does, uh, to remind me about certain things. But you also need to learn to delegate and also be patient with yourself. This has taken me two to three years to get to a point when I feel that I am delegating a lot better. I'm a lot more organized. So patience delegation, grow a team. And and if you can only do it a little bit, maybe you can hire somebody and pay them for eight hours a month or something like that. That's a good start. Okay, next one is join a mastermind. Join a mastermind. This is great for that accountability. So a mastermind group is joining with other like-minded people. They don't necessarily need to be in your industry, but they need to be at you know, about the same level in running a business as you, or maybe from your point of view, a bit ahead so that they can give you some advice. And this is great for that, for helping you be accountable, held accountable. So they will remind you to do certain things. They will check up on you next time. That is really good for that accountability and reminding you to do certain things. So joining a mastermind. I'd love to know, have you joined a mastermind? Have you found that helpful? So those are my hacks so far. I've got quite a few more that I want to share with you, but I would love to know from you whether you have ADHD or ADHD-like symptoms or not at all, what are your hacks to becoming more effective and to to kind of ditch that procrastination that I think we all suffer from, whether you have ADHD or not, is still an issue. Okay, the next tool that I want to mention. I've not actually used it yet. And the reason for that is I'm a little bit nervous about it, but I've heard so many good things about it. I know a lot of people with ADHD have used it. It's called Focusmate. I've I've actually talked about this on the show before. Focusmate is a really cool service. Basically, you schedule some time on your your calendar, on Focusmate, I should say. And what that will do is you will it will actually create an event a meeting with somebody else it will pair you up with somebody else in the world who wants to get stuff done so you want to get stuff done at 11 a.m tomorrow okay so you go to focus mate you say i want to get stuff done at 11 a.m you put in there what it is that you want to do and at that time it will pair you up with this other person who wants to wants to get stuff done so at that point you then click on it you share your webcams and your microphone you spend one minute just explaining what you're going to be doing over the next 45 to 50 minutes and the other person shares that, and then you just get on with that. You don't talk to it, but you can if you want talk to each other while you're doing it. But the main thing is that you just get started working on it. I think if I was going to do this, I would probably just put my headphones on and listen to some uh, Brain FM while I do it. But once the time is up, you then need to then just say to the person, explain whether you have done it, the task or not. And I believe that it's a great way to get rid of that procrastination. So Focusmate, focusmate.com is amazing. And Dewey says reminder apps are great for anyone who has ADHD. Totally agree. Google Calendar, but there were also, I mean, that's not so much of a reminder app. A little bit more about that in a bit, but yeah, I'd love to know from you, Dewey, what, uh, what your recommendations are on that. So yeah, actually, yeah, the next thing I've got on my list is Google Calendar and an app that I love to use called Fantastical. It's Mac only, unfortunately, I, I believe, but you don't have to use Fantastical. Google Calendar is great or something similar that allows you to share your calendar with other people. If you have a family, you can share it with them. This has been an absolute lifesaver for me because I've not just got me, I've got my wife. I've also got set reminders and I and that's been amazing. So I always... I. 
even though I, I used to really forget things, I always look at it in the morning and I, oh, I've got a meeting at 11am. I need to remember that. And it, for some reason, I do manage to do that. Fantastical is a great app for Mac, which integrates Google Calendar and iCalendar and, and loads of different ones. And it puts it in, in, in the same calendar. I also love it because it's great for time zones. So my uh, assistant, Tanya, she's in Pacific. I can see on the right-hand side, her times, the left-hand side are my times. And it just syncs everything up. It works on my phone as well. It's amazing. So I love that so much. So Google Calendar, uh, Fantastical. Now, I know that Derry was mentioning reminder apps. I haven't really found a good service there that works for me, apart from using Google Calendar. So if anyone's got any interesting ideas on that, let me know. But I think what I'm looking at doing, I haven't quite figured this out yet, but a lot of people recommend actually getting a physical timer like a physical clock timer. You know, you can get these Pomodoro ones. So the Pomodoro technique is just spending time, an an allocated time, say it could be like 10 minutes on a a particular thing and then have five minutes off and then focus for 10 minutes and then five minutes off. My only issue with that that I found is that, remember, I I can get hyper-focused so I can end up focusing on something and I'm in the zone. And I think the Pomodoro technique would like annoy me. But I suppose if that was the case for me, if I know that I'm getting into a hyperactive, not hyperactive, hyper-focused mood, I then ditch the Pomodoro and I just get, you know, just focus on that. But yeah, the Pomodoro, I think particularly for something that for something that you don't enjoy. So for example, email, replying to emails and stuff, you could do that. So I'm going to spend 10 minutes on this now or use Focusmate or something like that. So works, that would work really well. Yeah, Michelle, Focusmate is an accountability part and a matching service. It is amazing from what I, I, I've, I've signed up for it, but I've not used it yet because I'm nervous about meeting somebody that I don't know, but I need to just do it. Okay, let's let's say I am going to do this. Uh, I've got to try it because I think it's going to be amazing because all the people that sign up for this just want to get stuff done. So um, yeah, and you'll get a different person each time. I think I Unless unless it kind of manages to give you the ability to get the same person, I don't know. Melissa says, I have several planners, but use iOS mobile calendar often. Whatever works for you. So, you know, actually, I think I think the reason I like using a calendar on a phone is that I'm it's if I lose my phone or I can't find my phone, I can, it's on my computer. It's everywhere. It's on the cloud. So that's great. Whereas although there's something amazing about writing down there's something that the sig- the signal from our hands to our brain it kind of goes etches in a little bit more the problem with a paper diary is they get lost and i'm going to lose that all the time and Derry uses todoist for reminders yeah i need to i need to look into this so i interviewed who did i interview the other day mike vardy on the Restream show that I do, the confidence show for Restream. And he recommended a few different ones. You could use Asana, there's ClickUp, uh, Todoist. I, I think some of these are a bit overkill, but I wonder whether Todoist, I should give that, a, give that a look. If you have just joined, welcome to the show. This is the Confident Live Marketing Show. And in today's show, we're talking about... We're talking about ADHD. One of the reasons why I think ADHD is such an important topic is because I actually think that live video is is like the perfect format because there's not so much of that procrastination and perfectionism that comes into it. You know, you just do it and then you can repurpose it into lots of other pieces of content. I'll talk a little bit more about that in a bit, but it's really, really interesting. Sasha says, click up for me. Loads of people are, are using ClickUp. I use Asana at the moment. I quite I quite like Asana, but ClickUp is is definitely a really, a really cool tool that I keep hearing about. And actually Mike Vardy is recommending that. So keep those comments coming. Let me know what you think about this. And uh, yeah, this is the Confident Live Marketing Show. You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Okay, so I'm going through some of the hacks that whether you have ADHD or ADHD-like symptoms or you're just wanting to be more productive, these are some of my hacks. So uh, get a physical timer. The Pomodoro technique is good. Now, I mentioned that one of the things that I find is that I find it difficult sometimes to think things out, uh, think things through and to have that inner dialogue. And so I've found going out for the day to have like, uh, if you're an, a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, actually going out of the house without any technology, going for a long walk, 
having pen and paper, writing things down has been so, so helpful for me. I've not been able to do that because of the lockdown, but I'm looking forward to just going out for half a day and spending that time to just think things through, to have goals and plans and dreams for the next few weeks, months, years ahead. So I highly recommend doing that, having a business meeting with yourself. But the other thing that is good is speaking with other people. I mentioned masterminds, but you could just meet up with somebody else, another business meeting. I met up with uh, my friend Amy Woods for the first time in a whole year. Amy Woods from Content 10X, which you know, she lives just down the road from me. But uh, we actually went to Alderley Edge, which is a beautiful part of England. And we walked and we had a kind of almost like a, like a little business chat uh, for a couple of hours. That was amazing. But the other thing that you might find useful is to have some counseling sessions or CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. I found counseling really helpful in the past because a counselor, their job is not to give you advice. Their advice that what they're doing is to tease your thoughts out of you to allow you to help you uh, articulate what's going on in your brain. And I found that so, so helpful. Sometimes I just need to talk through things to understand what I'm thinking. And whether you have ADHD or not, I think that is a really helpful topic. So if you're an introvert or not, we need people. And I think that's one thing that as, as we've come out of a lockdown, if you, if you have had lockdown, I know everyone's different in the world, but I've, I've not been able to meet with so many people. And so actually, I think we're going to need much more of that. So yeah, I, I think that's really, really important stuff. Uh, Derry's saying you can set up a Pomodoro workflow in Todoist and uh, you've got a link there, todoist.com slash help slash articles slash Pomodoro dash with dash Todoist. I'll put that in the uh, show notes. Thank you for that, Derry. That's really, really helpful. Now, a couple more things. There's an amazing Facebook group, which I highly recommend. It's called Inattentive ADHD. It's actually facebook.com forward slash group forward slash inattentive. And it's really, really helpful. Uh, loads of really valuable posts in there. Highly recommend that. Next thing is diet, making sure that you know what you're eating. I actually cut out sugar about five years ago. And interesting, I think that was the right thing for me to do for many, many reasons. But although technically some of the evidence shows that sugar or glucose can actually help ADHD. But I know some people, uh, some ADHD, uh, some ADHD experts say it actually it hinders it. So I, I'm not going to say anything about that. But in terms of the food, you know, avoid processed foods and that kind of thing exercise really helps. Now, this is interesting because I get really distracted on Zoom calls sometimes. And I was on a Zoom call on Tuesday and I was out, out walking. So I was walking with my phone. I had it on my gimbal, had my headphones on and I went on, on the Zoom call while walking. And it was amazing. I didn't get distracted at all. I had a really good conversation with the group uh, that I meet up with every Tuesday. And I'm probably going to do that every Tuesday if they're going to allow me to go for a walk. So exercising also helps just because it just makes you fitter. It makes your brain fitter. Exercise has been shown to really help ADHD. Now, the other thing that has really helped me, and I didn't realize uh, this until I bought them, noise cancelling headphones, because I get, I really find the noise very distracting if there's lots of noise going on and loud noises. So noise cancelling headphones, I've got the Bose QuietComfort 35 headphones. I love them. They were the best, they were, they were expensive, but they were the, the, the best thing that I've bought in the last three years. Even better than my Stream Decks and my Elgato key lights and my camera. Oh my goodness, I would not be without these headphones. They were amazing. And I couple that with a service called Brain FM. Brain FM is also amazing. If you, if you use noise cancelling headphones as well, it's even more amazing. And what that does, it can you can choose different types of sounds or music. So you can have focus sounds that will help you focus. And it's this kind of almost like mechanical music that just goes in the background. It's not distracting. It helps you focus. Or if you're wanting to have a rest or a nap. So I, I quite often will have an afternoon nap and I'll play the sleep mode. And it just plays you this really low... Um, relaxing sound. It's amazing. Brain FM, I love it. Definitely check out Brain FM. Okay, next thing is while you're working, have a standing desk or stand while you work. And that really helps me. 
I'm going to, I've all actually ordered a standing desk. For, we're going to be moving house soon. My current desk is just at standing mode only, so I can't put it down. It's kind of a just as I said, said before, it's just a desk with four paint pots on top, uh, on holding it up. But I, I think standing really, really helps. And, and of course, as I said, exercise, if you struggle with exercise, do what I do and, and get a personal trainer because I just knew that I wasn't going to be able to get, you know, I was going to procrastinate over it. So because I have a personal trainer, we have sessions on a Tuesday and a Thursday every morning, I have to turn up. Um, so that's been really, really helpful. And the final thing that I'm looking into, which I think is going to be really helpful, is to hire an ADHD or an ADD coach, somebody who is going to help you hack your symptoms and, and find ways to help you. Now, I think I'd be my own ADHD coach. I think I've come up with some amazing if you, if I don't mind, if you don't mind me saying, <laughs> hacks there. These are things that I've learned over the years. But there was, I'm not happy just to stay where I am. So hiring an ADHD coach is going to help me to take things further on my mindset journey. That's something that I want to think about. Uh, Derry's saying rain or wave sounds are good for focusing. So that's of course another thing that you could do. There are some apps out there. Uh, I used brown noise, which is a great thing because it's is less harsh than white noise, but it's low and rumbling. It just gets rid of any kind of sounds in the background. So you could do that or rain noises. There's some great apps there that you can get either free or buy on your phone or on the web as well. But I particularly like Brain FM. So what next? I think for me, this has been such a revelation for me, an epiphany moment, because I feel that so much of that guilt that I had, that self-loathing, I haven't really suffered so much with self-loathing for, for quite a few years, but all that stuff that I had in the past has kind of gone. And that's been amazing. I, I, I now realize that these things have been a struggle. And I, instead of being guilty about them, I can do something about it. So I think some people think, you know, if you get diagnosed with ADHD, that it becomes a label and it's an excuse. I don't want that ever to be the case. You know, if somebody comes to me and says, Ian, could you do this for me? And if I say to them, no, sorry, I can't do that. I have ADHD. I'm sorry. If I do that, you are, you, you have permission to slap me. I never want that to be an excuse, but I want it to be an understanding that things I might need to spend longer on it. I may need to do things a different way. And also it means sometimes that certain things like writing massive long blog posts might not be the best thing for me. I might either need to get some help with that or, or make sure that it's something that I really, really want to do or you know, find ways around that, some life hacks. Other things that I want to look into are functional medicine, which is a more holistic look at why we are the way we are, why some of the traits that we have. That's been something that I've been really fascinated by. And I'm hoping to get somebody onto the show to talk about that. Also, better diet and, and to do more exercise. Now that we're out of the lockdown in the UK, I'm looking forward to doing much more of that, being back in the gym as well. As far as getting seeking a diagnosis i'm not so sure i i don't know whether that's something i have to do i'll be interested to know uh, what you think about that in some ways it would be good to at least know but yeah i'm not quite sure about that yet i'm i'm going to think about that so i hope you found that helpful uh, the, the, one of the reasons i why i wanted to talk about this today is because so many entrepreneurs that i know uh, struggle with this. Um, but it is also, you know, so many of us beat ourselves up because we haven't, we, you know, we, we struggle with certain things. And this is one of the reasons why I think I went into live video, because the great thing about live video is, yes, you need to plan and you need to promote and you need to do all these things. But once you, once you have scheduled it, once you schedule it, you have to do it. It's in the diary. You're going to do it. And then all the other stuff afterwards, turning it into a blog post, turning it into a podcast can happen if you have a team around you. And so I can create a blog post. I can create a podcast just from this one live show that I do. And this has become such a big thing for me, such an important part that I want to teach this to other people. So it's been really, really interesting to see people with ADHD kind of embrace video as a format. I love blogging. I, I love the format. It has changed my life. But live video is a great, a great format, I think, if you have ADHD or ADD. 
Debbie is saying, I recommend the How to ADHD page on Facebook. And there's also a YouTube channel, uh, facebook.com forward slash How to ADHD. Thank you for that. There's lots of really good resources. I've not heard about that one, but uh, I will definitely check that out. Melissa says, I use DMO's three daily tasks. I don't know what that is. So you need to let me know more about that, Melissa. I'm always up for listening to uh, new hacks and tips. There are loads of books, loads of resources, and I might come back and revisit this topic in the future to talk about this. I hope this has been helpful. If you don't have ADHD, but you may know someone who has, or you suspect somebody has ADHD or ADHD-like symptoms, if that's the case, please do share this with them, either the live show or, of course, the podcast. This will be at iag.me forward slash 111 when the podcast uh, episode comes out in a few weeks' time. Melissa is saying DMOs is the daily method of operation. Awesome. That's really cool. Well, I think that is it. Uh, That is it. I would love to hear from you, your thoughts in the future. So if you're watching the replay or watching live, just keep those comments coming and I will get back to you in the future. Well, that is it for today. Oh, yes. Just to let you know, of course, that about the next episode, I should have mentioned this earlier. I forgot. The next live show is on Tuesday. And uh, if you listen to the podcast, it'll be next Friday. But this is all about Agora Pulse. It's how to manage your social media empire with Agora Pulse. So that's what we're going to be talking about next Tuesday, which I'm really excited about. So, well, that's it for today. I want to just leave you with this, just to encourage you to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Make sure you subscribe at iag.me forward slash podcast so you can continue to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. And until next time. Toodaloo. Excuse me, is uh, this the Entrepreneur Megastore? It certainly is. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Megastore. How can I help you? To be quite honest, I can't remember why I'm here. I've forgotten the keys. I forgot my wallet. I don't know where my phone is. I'm supposed to be phoning somebody. I think I've got a meeting on Zoom now. I'm getting overwhelmed with monitoring all my social media accounts. Oh no, what can I do? Well, never fear. We've got exactly the right package for you. Let's sing a song about it. Do we have to? Of course we do. Disorganized, I said, young man, does your brain feel not fried? I said, young man, are you an entrepreneur? There's no need to be unhappy, young man, you're distracted sometimes. I said, young man, do you procrastinate? Have you, young man, got a live streaming show? You can level up. Your impact and authority and profit I think you might have ADHD I think you might have ADHD You need to free from your guilt and embrace all your strengths You can boost your mindset with these hacks I've forgotten what I'm singing about Can we please stop this track?